Now it's time for the Rural News with Kim Moody and Ōtautahi. And Kim, hundreds of farmers are turning out to meetings about paying for on-farm emissions. Kia ora, Michael. Yes, a central King Country farming leader says the rural community is feeling on edge after a meeting to discuss the government's recently released on-farm emissions pricing proposal. Meetings were held across the country last week to talk through the Agricultural Emissions Pricing Scheme, led by Federated Farmers Beef and Lamb and Dairy NZ. A local Tomaranui farmer of more than 40 years, Jeff Burton, who also facilitates a sustainable land management group, says his local meeting drew in a big crowd. Well, it was an amazing turnout, you know, for Tamaranui. The Cosmopolitan Club was absolutely packed. There was virtually no standing room even. There certainly wasn't any sitting room. They had to change the venue because they realised there were going to be a lot of people coming. I estimated there must have been a bit over 200 people there. That's a big, big meeting for, you know, for Tamaranui. The government's proposal estimates introducing an emissions tax on farm will lead to a 20% reduction of sheep and beef farms over the next eight years. Jeff Burton says locals are concerned about what that could mean for their community. They were angry and people were saying, look, we just got to tell them to get stuffed, we're not going to go along with it. But what the, you know, what the moderators are sensibly trying to do is say, look, there's no point in telling this government to get stuffed. That's not going to achieve anything for anybody. You've got to work sensibly, try to work sensibly towards a, you know, a sensible, fair, decent, practical resolution, a bit like what's coming out with Three Waters yesterday. So very angry people and a very frightened community. The other thing that came out quite a lot was the, the effects on mental health, and there were people there speaking with experience. Farmers are under a hang a lot of pressure, especially the hill country farmers, with all the legislation and the uncertainty that's facing them. And this really is quite a big one. Jeff Burton says most farmers are already working to farm sustainably and are keen to do more, but they want to work in partnership with the government rather than have rules imposed on them. As you may have heard in the business news, the chief executive of NZ King Salmon has resigned just a month after the company reported a financial loss of $25.5 million for the first half of the year due to fish mortality rates and disrupted markets. Grant Rosewarne has left NZ King Salmon effective immediately after 13 years as chief executive. No reason for his departure has been given. In May, the company was forced to close three of its farms and cut jobs after warmer water temperatures killed thousands of fish. King Salmon Chair John Ryder says Grant Rosewarne led the company through the challenges of the pandemic and brand and market development and has left the company well positioned for the future. He says the board is looking for a replacement, but in the interim, General Manager of Sales Graham Triggerger will be acting chief executive. Three more sheep and beef farms have been sold for forestry conversion. The Overseas Investment Office has just released its latest round of decisions, which includes the sale of the three farms under the special forestry test to overseas investors. Sully Murphy reports. Singapore-based Lime Timber New Zealand Limited has bought a 850-hectare sheep and beef farm in Wairarapa. It intends to plant 615 hectares of the farm into a commercial plantation forest. Austrian company Halig Assets has purchased a 332-hectare farm in Pukatapu, Hawke's Bay. Just over 80% of the farm will be planted in Pinus radiata, while the remaining 28 hectares of existing native bush and scrub will remain. 
and Alpha Alley 3 Limited in Singapore has bought a 835 hectare sheep and beef farm in Masterton. Nearly 670 hectares of the farm will be used for commercial plantation forest with planting to begin next year. Is inviting people to have their say on proposals to reopen the Kaikoura Power Fishery. The fishery was closed for five years after the Kaikoura earthquake thrust up the coastline, leaving power exposed to dehydration. It was open to fishing for three months last summer, but it's now being proposed the season be moved to autumn. Acting Director of Fisheries Management Alan Fraser says the proposal also includes lowering recreational catch limits, increasing the minimum power size, and introducing a new vehicle and vessel limit. This is such an important fishery for the Kaikoura community and it's obviously highly valued by the public you know, based on the numbers of people that were uh, in, in the water last year so it's important to make sure that it's sustainable for future generations as well. Fisheries New Zealand is also proposing to permanently reopen the commercial power fishery. Consultation on the proposals runs until the end of the month. A portable kit that can help monitor the thousands of species that live in our waterways has taken out the Supreme Award at MPI's annual Biosecurity Awards. The Wildelab eDNA testing kits have helped community scientists, regional councils and DOC to detect rare and and invasive organisms early and eradicate them. Founder and Principal Scientist Sean Wilkinson told Nine to Noon the technology only needs a cup or two of water to carry out tests and the kit has a range of uses. Lots of people using it for biosecurity, so you know, testing for invasive fish and plants and, and other animals. People using it for conservation, so trying to map out the distributions of rare and threatened species, particularly things like native galaxids, which can be really hard to find visually, but can't seem to hide from the DNA. And then other people use it you know, for educational purposes and just, just are interested really in, in what's in their local pond or, or local creek. Sean Wilkinson from Wilder Lab. And just lastly, Agriculture Minister Damien O'Connor is travelling to Paris today to co-chair the Organisation for Economic Cooperation and Development Committee on Agriculture. Mr O'Connor says the meeting has come at a critical time, as disrupted global supply chains and the war in Ukraine has brought food security into stark focus. He says food production is also increasingly being disrupted by climate change, something that will be discussed. That's the rural news for today. Quite Se porongo o te tai whenua.